Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, one-hit thunders, thunderheads, thunder buns. All right, I'll just go with one-hit thunder listeners. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song that they have written. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, Punk rock favorites such as Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurwitz. Up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. And even some of the artists that have been featured on One Hit Thunder. The show is even produced by One Hit Thunder host Chris Fafalius. What more could you possibly ask for? Krista Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. I guarantee you'll like it or we'll give you your money back. This week, return guest Matt Jurcevich joins us to discuss something that's got us feeling insane in the membrane, the fact that we can categorize legendary rap group Cypress Hill as a one-hit wonder. Despite having multiple high-charting albums and decades of widespread popularity, their 1993 single Insane in the Brain is the only one to cross over into the top 20 on the Billboard charts. In this episode, we'll break down their catalog, their vocal stylings, and even the awesome way they got banned from Saturday Night Live. One hit is all you need To make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties Forever And it makes me wonder Is it just a wonder Or is it one hit thunder Welcome back, Jerse. You're here to talk about Cypress Hill, a band that I can't believe we're talking about on One Hit Thunder. They seem like they they should have had I don't know, 10 hits, but I guess they only have one true hit. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I saw them on the list and I was like, really? And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, I guess, you know, Insane in the Brain was their top hit. Yeah. 
and they didn't get a lot of really high ones after that, even though they're multi-platinum recording artists. But yeah. I feel like this is the first episode we're recording in person in a while. We've got a couple guests coming up, and I feel like it's strange that we're talking about this band despite blank, 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 blank is going to be a common thread throughout a couple of these episodes. <laughs> <Yeah. lessons. laughs> sure. sure. I remember my first experience of Cypress Hill was actually not this song. It was a song that I heard probably when I was 11 years old that I liked called How I Could Just Kill a Man. <laughs> Love that. I So I learned that song. My first uh, exposure to that song was the Rage Against the Machine cover on their album, Renegades. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. My first exposure to Cypress Hill was twofold. It was, A, my cousin buying the Boom Bitty Bye Bye single for some reason, and then their appearance on The Simpsons. Okay. Yeah. Kill a Man was mine. I yeah. saw the video on MTV. Yep. They were walking around New York or something. Yeah. Yeah. With Ice Cube was in it. Yeah. And... Q-tip was in it and stuff like that. Video wasn't that great, though. Yeah. But, you know, that's how it was back then. It was definitely getting some rotation in late summer of 1991. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 11-year-old relating to this rap song about how I could just kill a man. Well, so so here was the weird thing with that song, because it was number one on the hip-hop chart. But on the Hot 100, which is what we usually look at, 77. Barely even breaking in there. Hmm. Right, right. And it wasn't long after, it was a year later, 1992, that Cypress Hill was on Lollapalooza, which would have been the absolute dream of 12-year-old me (laughs) to go to Lollapalooza (laughs) in middle school. But unfortunately, I was sitting with Jerse in study hall. (laughs) Saying minore to each other and laughing. Yes, saying the word minore to each other. (laughs) Well... So they they got to go to Lollapalooza one year later because they also released their second album, Black Sunday, a year after their debut album. And it gave them a very distinct thing. Cypress Hill is the first rap group to have two albums in the top 200 simultaneously. Oh, nice. No other rap group, like other rap groups have done that since. I think DMX had two albums on the top 10 at the same time when he first came out. Or so something. rapper, you, you said rap group. So just oh, rapper, cool. rapper in general. I or? guess just rap in general. I didn't dive into that specifically, but DMX would have been after the fact anyway. But yeah, Cypress Hill was the first rap group to have two albums in the top 200. Did you know about Cypress Hill before they were Cypress Hill? No, I didn't. So they started under the name DVX, which stood for devastating vocal excellence. Mm-hmm. But they changed their name when one of their founding members broke off to do a solo career. Mellow Man Ace. Yeah. Mellow Man Ace used to be in Cypress Hill. <laughs> I, I'm not familiar with Mellow Man Ace. You, you, got, you guys are saying that to me like I should know oh, who he, Mellow he Man was Ace another, is. He's another future one-hit wonder episode yeah. for us. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What was Mellow Man Ace's song? Mint Teresa. Don't know it. What was Cypress Hill's name before Cypress Hill? DVX. Devastating vocal excellence. Excellence. (laughs) It should be DVE. Yeah. (laughs) I've always just known Be Real. Yeah. Be Real was the one person I I knew. Did you know the other people? I I knew Send Dog. Send Dog. Yeah, because, I mean, he's he's the... Yeah. Yeah, guy. Yeah, I didn't know that guy's name, And Be Real was the more like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I was thinking about Cypress Hill... They have to be an influence on ICP, right? They oh, have absolutely. to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All of those weed-based and gang-based bands as well. I mean, they were B-Real was getting shot in 1988, you know, in real gang stuff, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you know, those guys looked up to them definitely. 
Mushroom head. All those guys. All those good guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Mushroom head. I heard they're a weed band. <laughs> I thought they were a weed band. I, I maybe they, I thought they were a shroom band. Oh, are they? <laughs> I don't know. No, I thought they were. I, I, I thought they were about all natural stuff. I, but. Thought, <laughs> I never listened to a single song, but I just assumed that they were like a proto slip knot type. Yeah, band. that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they from? They're from Cleveland, I think, and I, and I think they're like a Slipknot band. I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm with Matt. I don't know much about them, but I always assumed that they were in that um, huh. that vein of. Uh, now, if anything, groups and bands kings. about drugs. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, Cottonmouth Kings. Yeah, there we go. They were absolutely, but yeah, that's kind of yeah, on the insane. Nose. In the brain was the the crossover hit. It got up to nineteen on the Hot 100. Their only top twenty hit. Badass song. Yeah, badass song. You like Insane in the Brain? I love Insane in the Brain. That got me so pumped up. Oh, I love that song. The, I mean, how, how do you want to start talking about it? I mean, the music is awesome. All the different layers that Muggs did with the production. Yeah. The, the lyrics are cool. I mean, yeah. There was a lot of debate over just what the one sound was. I, when I was doing research, it was like... The wee! Yeah, they're like, some people say it's a sample of a horse. Other people say it's a trumpet. And other people say it's a guitar. And Muggs was never clear. He was just like, yeah. But whenever someone say what it was, he'd be like, that's it. Actually, you know, <laughs> that whole early 90s, they like they all had some kind of high-pitched squeal. Oh, a lot of them had a high-pitched squeal in it, like uh, Bone Thugs and, mm-hmm. you know, all of them. Like, what was that sound, though? Yeah. Uh, I, I never knew so what, what exactly. It was always like a... All right, so I, I pulled a very long explanation, but this was a quote from, from Muggs. He said, it's weird. Everyone thinks that that's a horse, but it ain't. I've seen that a bunch of times on these sample websites. That's a sound I made from a blues guitar. At the time, I used to run the sounds through guitar amps, and then I heard that horse thing, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it does sound like a horse. Honest to God, those sample sites just get everything wrong. They've got some shit right, but then I'll go, I never used that. And I don't know where they gather their information. Sometimes they're spot on. And sometimes I'm just like, yo, you guys are so off. <laughs> got it. Got it. <laughs> but that sound, that sound was like the um, signature sound of that type of music. Just like the, the wah in the 70s. The waka, 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 waka. Yeah, that, that was with hip hop back then, that high pitched sound, which I missed. I wish they'd bring it back. Be real. His vocals. Those are very distinct for Cypress. That's probably the first thing I think of are his nasally vocals you know oh yeah icp style whatever you whatever you want (laughs) to say but he actually said it was because he he sang that way because he wanted to stand out and be distinct he said when you got something that can separate you from everybody else you got to use it to your advantage and i i think that's all i mean that can be said for all music but i feel especially in rap if you think about the people that are like the rap superstars there's something very distinctive about each of their voices. Think about Snoop Dogg. Yeah. So distinct. Whether you like him or not, it's so distinct. You know it's him the second you hear it. And anybody, Eminem, you know mm-hmm. that's him the mm-hmm. second you hear it. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's it's a really good point. I think it's a it's a big part of why Cypress Hill is so popular. His his tone is a beacon for that band. You you hear his the tone of his voice the split second you hear it, you know what band that is. Well, and I I wonder sometimes if the reason why a lot of people assume Cypress Hill doesn't fall into the one hit wonder category beyond the fact that they obviously had a good amount of hip hop charting hits. It. This yeah. is the only, but be real constantly was showing up on people's records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he was on, this is a bit of a weird track to talk about, but he was on the, uh, the space jam soundtrack <laughs> on that Monstars song. That's like one of the greatest collections of MCs yeah. where it's like, 
Method Man, Coolio, Busta Rhymes, Be Real, and LL Cool J all just rapping about basketball for four oh, minutes. Oh, man, that was my shit. That <laughs> song man. rules. The original Space Jam, yeah. <laughs> and don't forget that Cypress Hill also teamed up with Pearl Jam on the Judgment Night soundtrack. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Dude, the Judgment Night soundtrack is such a cool concept of just, let's grab rock groups and throw a rapper with them. Yeah. Hey, Jers, if yep. another Cheetah teamed up with a rap group, who do we che- who would we team up for the Judgment Night 2 soundtrack? A Judgment Night 2 soundtrack? Yeah. Besides Cypress Hill? <laughs> do you think we should team up with Cypress Hill? I definitely think it would be Cypress Hill. I mean, if we weren't on an episode with that was talking about Cypress Hill and you asked me that question, I'd be like, Cypress Hill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, Chris, we've talked a lot on this podcast about, like, music festivals we wish we could have gone to. The Woodstock 94, like, the Live Aids of the world. What do you think the merchandising was like at some of those events? I know that I could easily spend all my money, especially Woodstock 94. Could you imagine how many shirts you would have walked out of there with? I mean, (laughs) I would have spent every dollar I had to try to get, I don't know. Yeah, I'd have got a Green Day shirt. I'd have got a Nine Inch Nails shirt. Anything. Is it a band? (laughs) There was a point in my life, like you were with CDs, I think you've you've said before matt where it was like if it was a band t-shirt yeah i'll wear it i don't care is it a band doesn't matter i'll wear it (laughs) (laughs) there's a place where you could relive that moment or live out that fantasy rockabilia.com you could go look up all of the bands that you loved from woodstock or hell just go and get a woodstock shirt they're (laughs) (laughs) true good point yeah rockabilia.com it's awesome they're our sponsor i mean i love that they're a music-based company we all love music merch. We love wearing t-shirts. We love wearing hoodies, all the stuff to show the world what we're into. And sometimes that even creates a new friend. Someone looks at you from across the way and is like, whoo, daddy, look at that nine inch nails t-shirt you're wearing. I don't know how often that happens, but it could, you could make a lifelong friend. You, it might be someone you would just cross paths with and not say anything to each other. But not only is it a comfortable thing to wear it's something i've been comfortable in for most of my life a good band t-shirt or hoodie but also it can be a conversation starter it's a great thing and it supports the artists that you love like rockabilia.com everything is officially licensed and you have your choice of over half a million items that's a lot of items folks (laughs) rockabilia.com that's the place you want to go if you want to get some items if you want to save some money in your pocket we can get 15% off that purchase yeah. for you using our discount code THUNDER. Yeah. 
I think that's a great discount code to use. It, it just makes you feel like you're doing something good. You're saving money. Man, this is thunder right now. Typing that in. It's satisfying to type thunder while you're ordering a new Woodstock 94 sticker. Yeah, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're getting like an awesome Radiohead tour t-shirt to yeah. show everyone, man, I have very good taste in music. Look at me. I'm wearing this Radiohead shirt. Savannah Guthrie. Do you know who that is? No. She's like from Good Morning America, I think. But she was wearing a Radiohead t-shirt the one day, like, making food on there. I was like, oh, you want everyone to know how cool you are, Savannah Guthrie. But <laughs> look, you don't have to be Savannah Guthrie to go to rockabilia.com, use a discount code, <laughs> Thunder, and get 15% off your order. You don't have to be. Do you ever see the size of the joints they bring out on stage? <laughs> I mean, I'd be so scared much of those. Fun. Oh yeah, right, okay. I want to talk <laughs> about. I want to talk about the size of the joints that they bring on stage for a quick second. <laughs> got a little game for you guys, guessing right. game. Right. So, they are one of six artists banned from SNL. I'm going to give you, or sorry, they're one of seven artists banned on SNL. I'll give you the reason why they were banned was that prior to their performance, studio execs record label representatives and the group's associates constantly reminded them to not smoke marijuana while they were on stage on television. <laughs> DJ Muggs became so irritated that they kept bringing it up that he decided to just light a joint in the middle of their second song. Really? <laughs> the incident prompted NBC to ban the group from ever returning to the show. Can you name the other six artists that are banned from SNL and what caused for them being banned? Okay. Off the top of my head, I, I I don't know the answers, but off the top of my head, I want to say Sinead O'Connor did because mm -hmm. she pissed everyone off that yeah. one year that she was famous. Yeah. So I'm guessing that she pissed somebody off at Saturday Night Live. Was she it? Yep. She, okay. she got, got banned for, for tearing up the picture of the Pope. Oh, yeah. that's it. The Pope. And she was very yeah. justified for doing that, by the way. We covered that on past episode. Go oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah. not. But she did piss everybody off. Yeah, back she, then. yes, yes. yes she so that's did. one for jurors. You got uh, any more? <laughs> Elvis Costello? Yep. And what, what did he what do? Did Elvis Costello he, do? He. <laughs> play he didn't play the song they wanted him to play or something correct right? he played radio radio in place of the song they asked him to play i i got i think i got right. some more one for one um wait do, do you have another guess that you said there's six others <sighs> there's so there's, there's four, four more up more. on the board yeah uh can we get a hint i mentioned that they covered a song by cypress hill rage yeah really do you know what they were banned for uh their bass player was always doing shit I would say cussin. Cussins. The cussins. <laughs> Hanging upside down American flags on their amps. Oh. Oh, interesting. It was an act of protest because the uh, host that week was a Republican senator. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. The remaining three are way more difficult. Fear? Fear. There fear. Nice. Yeah, they were John Bull... Or, yeah. yeah, John Belushi really liked Fear, so yeah. he got them to be a thing, and they just like destroyed what? the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they just were Fear. Yeah, they were just Fear. Uh, was Flea in that at that time? No, no, I don't think so. They wouldn't no. have been on Saturday Night Live if it wasn't for Belushi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's two more, but they are these are deep cuts that I wouldn't have even thought of artists that had ever been on SNL. The Replacements, right? I knew that. Yeah, I knew that because ugh, yeah, they they just. We're real drunk, right? Yeah they, they, yeah. they got drunk and kept cursing during their set. Yeah. Specifically, the lead singer yelling, come on, you fuckers, when their guitar was <laughs> <up>. <laughs> that's, such a, that's such an awesome thing to say on Saturday Night Live. I would 
love to get banned from Saturday Night Live. This is my favorite one, which is Frank Zappa for just being terrible at being a host. <laughs> so he was brought on the host, and he just constantly kept acknowledging that he was reading off of cue cards and not saying things he actually believed. <laughs> um, and then there was a kind of a half point because the, the banning only lasted like a year. It wasn't a full ban. And this is kind of fucked up. David Bowie got oh. temporarily banned for changing the song at the very last second to fuck with Lauren Michaels. Specifically, he performed a song that Lauren had told him in private was the song that he couldn't listen to anymore because it reminded him of his lowest points in life doing too much cocaine. Wow. <laughs> so David Bowie just was like, Ah, we're gonna play it and fuck with Lauren, and Lauren did not find that funny. Uh, you don't tell David Bowie what to do. I'm sorry, you just don't. Hey, to bring it back around. I want to talk oh, yeah. about insane in the brain. Uh -huh. All yeah. right, yeah, yeah. I feel like there are parts of this song. There are so many very memorable things about this song. First of all, it's who are you trying to get crazy with this? <laughs> don't you know I'm loco? <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like kids in middle school would say that to each other. Oh, I feel like that was so such a, much, so such much, such a popular thing. I think the lines that they would say were like the music would stop, like "I'll jack your ass like a looter in a riot." Oh yeah. Also, another thing that I never knew that this was the lyric: "Cops come and try to snatch my crops. These pigs want to blow my house down." I didn't know it was come and try to snatch my crops. I thought it was crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Cops, come and try to snatch my, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think literally the entire first verse is like, I think any kid who listened to rap music could, could recite that first verse by memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I still don't know why he feels like the son of Sam. <laughs> what is Maybe because he's... When I come murdering, and slam, maybe. damn, I feel like the son of sin. Murdering. Because yeah. he's murdering? He's murdering the mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. could have, I mean, I, I guess that rhymes real well. He could have picked a better murderer than David Berkowitz. <laughs> he's kind <laughs> of a... If you're talking about... <laughs> but he's LA. <laughs> no, 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 no. Berkowitz is New York. Yeah. Berkowitz oh. is New York. Oh. Which is weird because they shot all their videos in like New York, but they're from LA. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hmm. Oh, I mixed up son of Sam What's the and one with the Netflix doc? That's, that's Night, Stalker. Night, Stalker. Night Stalker. That's yeah. LA. Son of yeah. Sam is the guy who heard dogs telling him what to do. Right. Yeah. His, neighbor's, yeah. his neighbor was named Sam. Yeah. And his Labrador told him to kill people. Yes. Which I don't believe that story. No, no. He, he made it, that up. That is, that is yeah. a desperate plea for sanity. Insanity, yeah. If you're talking about parts <laughs> where the beat drops out, though, that always stick in your head, it's when he says... Uh, General Electric and the lights all blinking. I'm thinking it's all over when I go out drinking and then the beat comes back in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very memorable song. You know, I got to admit, I, for some reason, I wasn't that into to, I like it more now than I did then. I don't know why. It's so up my alley. I don't know, man. I, I used to listen to it to get pumped up for like middle school or uh, before middle school football and hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, boom. Yeah, you know, got me pumped up. I will, I will say that looking at the lyrics, it is very obvious why Be Real became the standout one of the group because Send Dogs verse kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> it's not, it's not great. Like, yeah, well, he's doing his shit undercover. You yeah, know? like the yeah. only line that I literally of the entire verse is just when he says, "Punk's just jealous because they can't outright me." Like that is the closest thing to a good line in mm -hmm. his whole verse. Versus like. Like I said, that first verse, even splitting up the word flamboyant, like 
to the one on the flamboyant tip. And <laughs> like, that's like, that's so cool. Like yeah, this so flow cool. is so cool. And that's, that's <laughs> a call out to one of his friends. They, they called him like the flamboyant one or something oh. like that. So they, he was just like saying, what's up to one of his friends <laughs> at the beginning of the song. <laughs> These guys really brought the bucket hat. Yeah, the they did. Front too. The LL Cool J one. Is oh, that? oh yeah. Okay. No, I mean LL Cool J for sure. But when I think bucket hats, I think of Send Dog from Cypress right, Hill. Right. I think of previous episode New Radicals. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, you fish, know, the fishing, the fishing yeah, hat that's yeah, covering yeah, yeah. your eyes. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I got you. I never same. know what hats or dog breeds are called. Yeah. So uh, yeah, those aren't my things. Bucket hats. <laughs> yeah, those are dope though. I, I I never had one, but I always. You would wear a bucket hat. I wouldn't wear one now, but I wanted to wear one, but I couldn't. I couldn't pull it off back I in the day. I did either. wear one back. You in did. The day. Nice. It, I did not pull it off, oh. but I did wear it. That's too bad. <laughs> hey, it's pretty crazy that Black Sunday, the album this is from, debuted at number one. Debuted mm-hmm. at number one. The, the album debuted at number one, but this song peaked at number 19. No, and well, this was their biggest song. So I think I texted you about this the other day. But Cypress Hill, obviously a rap group, but they were like one of the few rap groups. I feel like it was like them and like Beastie Boys. And there was a couple other rap groups that would find their ways onto the alternative radio chart or alternative music stations. It was in response to a, a like a bonus episode of the Demakes podcast where you were debating why an artist would call themselves alternative rock because like all of those bands were the biggest bands in the world. And I said, well, I think it's because they were the alternative to like the overwhelming amount of pop music that was dominating the radio. So if you're wondering about that 19, I can tell you what else was hanging out on the charts that particular week that it peaked. Oh, I know some of them. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this, 93? This is 93. September 25th, 1993. Yep. So uh, I just grabbed some some peak ones here that were above it. So this was at 19. At 17, The Proclaimers with 500 Miles, I'm Gonna Be. Mm-hmm. 14 was Aerosmith with Crying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, at number eight, or sorry, at number 13, I grabbed... Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with Boom Shake the Room. Oh, okay. <laughs> At 12, you had I Get Around from Tupac. Ooh. That's right. Uh, so I had eight, Runaway Train by Soul Asylum. Uh-huh. Seven was Michael Jackson, Will You Be There from the Free Willy soundtrack. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Get that oak ready again because at number six in probably his worst single... Billy Joel with River of Dreams. What was that? In, In the, the middle, middle of the night. night. <laughs> and then another one that we've recently talked about. Number two, Tag Team with Whoop. There it is. Uh, that's, that's, that's good stuff. They just couldn't get past Mariah Carey, Dream Lover. So that was oh. what Cypress Hill was going up against. Dream you skipped a couple important ones that, okay. I, that I know Jers will, will appreciate. Jers, right. also at number five, If from Janet Jackson. Oh, yes. So good. Oh, so good. At number four, can't help falling in love, UB40. Oh, I think I just skipped yeah. that one because I feel like we bring it up every time we're talking about Can't help falling in love. So good. Hey, and number three was Right Here by SWV. Now, I don't remember. I remember Week from SWV. I don't remember Right Here by them. That had, I believe, a Michael Jackson sample in it or something. Oh, was it Human Nature? Yeah. Right here. Yeah, I think human nature. A couple other ones that I thought would be uh, interesting to bring up just so you get context of the time. This was, you know, insane in the brain were above these ones. Number number 46, which I think would be a really fun one to do in a future episode, Knockin' the Boots by (laughs) H-Town. 41, we did this one on One Hit Thunder. What is love from Hathaway? Oh, yeah. What is that? 
Maybe don't hurt me. <laughs> At 39, Slam from Onyx. Oh, that song slams so hard. I love it. Yeah, it does slam. Uh, number 35, another one we did before. Four non-blondes, what's up? Uh, 33 was Hey Jealousy. Uh-huh. Uh, 29 was not Whoop, There It Is. Woot, There It Is. Woot? From 95 South. That's worse than the monster swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the only other thing I wanted to mention is 26 was Soul to Squeeze by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Codehead mm. soundtrack. Tasty and lick. The yeah. best Red Hot Chili Peppers song, mm-hmm. in my opinion. 100%. Then, you know, they, hey, Cypress Hill played at Woodstock 94. Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. The best Woodstock. The best one. Better and than 69. Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> Something else about Cypress Hill, again, just saying like, I feel like I can speak for us before we even get here, but I don't think any any of us have any right to call this group a blunder. We're yeah. just going to put that out there in the ether now. But further proof that we probably shouldn't call them a blunder is that they are also the first rap group to ever have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yeah. in 2019. The fact that it took Very until recent. 2019 for a rap group to get a star on the Walk of Back Fame. Back to the group versus solo artist. Is there a solo rapper that's on there? There has to be. Because the 2019 be. 29... and Cypress Hill be the first rap people. I'm going to search. Real quick. I, I mean, I, that, uh, that would be so hard to believe. You it's, know? it's hard to believe that the Beastie Boys would be on there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Run DMC. Well, how the hell didn't the Beastie Boys get on, you know, on there yet? That's, I don't know. Run DMC. It's got to be that California thing, man. All right. So yeah. rappers yeah. on the Walk of Fame. Uh, so Sean Diddy Combs got his star in 2008. Okay. Pharrell Williams got it in 2014. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J in 2016. Pitbull in 2016. Pitbull? Ice Cube in 2017. Snoop in 2018. And then Cypress Hill in 2019. So they are the only rap group. They're the only rap, rap group, group still. And then 50 Cent got it in 2020. One yeah. of the one of those things is not like the other in that list. Yeah. <laughs> Pitbull? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Sean Sean Combs was the very first one in 2008. Uh, he, he oh, wait, wait, sorry. Right no, sorry. Yeah. I missed one. 2006, Queen Latifah. Queen yeah. Latifah was the first yeah, star. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Okay. Nice. She should be. Yeah, I'm okay with that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have, uh, I have two more quick things about Insane in the Brain that I forgot that I had written down here that are interesting. Uh-huh. First of all, according to Be Real, the song is actually a diss aimed at Chubb Rock. The group felt like Chubb had ridiculed their style on his 2000 or 1992 album, I Gotta Get Mine, Yo. And then this this just makes me laugh. DJ Muggs credited Jump Around by House of Pain, a song he also produced as a major influence on the song. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to be influenced by yourself. What, what better influence is there? Oh, he did write that. Yeah, that's right. I think it was going to be a Cypress Hill song, and then they just gave it to Everlast or uh, uh, House of Pain. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I saw that Cypress Hill's next album, Three Temples of Boom, that was released in 1995, peaked at number three on the Billboard 200, went platinum. The song Throw Your Set in the Air was the most successful single from the album, and it peaked at number five on the Hot 100. So we usually consider like in the top 40. I don't, I barely remember that song. It may have popped it, topped at five on the hip hop chart. Gotcha. Because it it peaked at 45 on the Hot 100. Okay. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and and it that's what I said, 45. Okay, that you yeah. said five. No, yeah. 45. Yeah, 45. And it earned them their third Grammy nomination as yeah. well. Uh, then I, re- I was like, what other Cypress Hill songs do I really know? Rock Superstar, for yep. sure. Which didn't, a- 
cross over into the Billboard Hot 100 at all, which shocked me because I felt oh. like that song was much. It was bigger. on the radio constantly yeah. when it came out. But um, Doctor Green Thumb was their last song on the top 100, which was uh, peaked at 70. Now on that same I, album, I actually did like was a fan of theirs back in the day. So I do like old like hits from the Bong. Yeah, yeah. we said Killer Man, Doctor Green Thumb. I ain't going out like that. You know, yeah. like that's, that. I want to get high. Yeah. That song's great. Yeah. Uh, later one, Illusions. Illusions was good. I, I liked that um, song a lot, actually. Hand on I Pump, yeah. I liked, oh, yeah. which mm-hmm. then got, uh, what was it, Method Man and Red Man mm-hmm. sampled it at the end of their like song. They're mm-hmm. probably the hardest, hi- highest charting song for Method Man and Red Man. That's that sawed off shotgun, hand <laughs> on a pump. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, they're talking shit, teasing. I just thought they were all about weed and... Uh, see what I got is they were all about weed and they're all about being tough, but not imposing that on people. Yeah. They're just like, Hey, we're just going to sit here and smoke weed. But if you try to fuck with us, we're going to fuck you up real bad, <laughs> but we don't want to do that. We just want to smoke weed. Yeah. You know? So I, like, I appreciated that. And like back in the, like the, the feudal days, <laughs> the rap feudal days mm-hmm. of the early nineties and stuff like that. Like they were like, I don't know. Everybody had beef with everybody, but then, like Biggie and Tupac got shot and then like, thank God for weed, you know, it was in their minds and they went, whoa, <laughs> maybe we should uh, apologize to everybody that we have beef with and just say, hey, everything's fine. And, you know, that's, I just really appreciate their different outlook than the other gangster rappers, even though they came from gangster land and talking about AKs and all that stuff, but they kind of just went over to, the marijuana aspect, you yeah. know, as the years went on and, you know, other things and got away from that. But I, I liked them. They weren't heavy on it. That's no, what I want to say. I'm, I'm looking you at know? the very last verse and the last couple lines. This is one of the songs where I definitely sit and rap along with it, but I don't think I know what the words are a lot of time until I'm actually looking at them, which is when he says, yes, I'm the pirate pilot of this ship. If I get with the ultraviolet dream, Hide from the red light beam. Now do you believe in the unseen? Look, but don't make your eyes strain. Hmm. Yeah. What the hell is he talking about? Let's, uh, <laughs> let me see that again. <laughs> I don't know, man. He lost it me. sounds cool. It sounds great. He lost me at the end. I mean, with the video and all that stuff with all the trippy lights and stuff, and he's pressing on the sheet metal reflection. You see something about your eyes straining? Yeah. Look, he said, but don't make the eyes strain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, but don't make your eyes strain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, there's just lots of lots of lights in the club going around and everything. Yeah. But why why does he call out Louis Armstrong, a trumpet player from <laughs> sixty years earlier? Because <laughs> he's got that sweet trumpet sample behind him when uh, he says it. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it yeah. a trumpet? Uh, I, I feel think like there it, is. There's something in the background when that part because it's another one of the part where the beat drops out oh, for yeah. a second. Oh, the, the circus music. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Louis yeah, Armstrong yeah, yeah. played the trumpet. I'll break the bong and break yeah, you yeah. off something soon. Oh, that song is that <laughs> part is so, that part that part rules right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> that dropout. Cops come and try to snatch my crops. Yeah, we were talking. <laughs> oh man, such a good dropout and smashing right back in. So remember, I was talking about how DJ Muggs bitched about how it was a guitar sample. And everyone kept saying it was a horse. Uh I forgot. There was a second part of this. However, less than two months later in an interview with The Guardian, Muggs claimed that the sound effect was a horn and not a guitar. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Muggs claims that he has a foggy memory of what when it comes to samples being used on Insane in the Brain due to the fact that part of the song's production was just a lot of weed being smoked. Right. <laughs> hey, look, I'm not the biggest Cypress Hill fan, uh-huh. I, but I can't, I can't call them. I would, I would just be wrong to call them a blunder. They're you can't obvious, deny them. Yeah. yeah, I can't deny them. But they definitely won me over with the smoking weed on Saturday Night Live. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> I gotta try to find that. I wonder if they like cut away from it. I'm sure he like probably pulls it out, and you see like the lighter go, and then it just like jump cuts to yeah. some other shot. But yeah, uh, back to that what you were just saying about the samples and stuff like that. I love the amalgamation of different sounds that it's a, are in this song yeah. too. Like the bass sounds like it was recorded by Thomas Edison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like in a room, like well, a weird. giant room in like 1920 or something like it's that, very, you know? It's kind of cool because it combined, it's one of the only songs I can think of that really well combines like the East Coast, or mm-hmm. sorry, the West Coast sound because like Dre was using all those like synthesizers and stuff, but it mm-hmm. also has like, late 80s hip-hop boom bap sound to it like it's it's like a weird like combination of all these different types of hip-hop music into one song it's a it's a cool song it's such a cool song that vh1 actually ranked it the 34th greatest song in the history of hip-hop nice i i don't i don't yeah i'd give it top 50 okay yeah sure why not This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline Pack and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Lemon Yellow Pants by Another Cheetah. We're on Patreon now. Become a patron and get bonus content, early episodes, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHTpodcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Contact Chris or myself at WeKnowPodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I'm Bruce. And I'm Nolan. And this is the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. As longtime Dave Matthews Band fans, we set out to create a podcast to dive deep 
into the past, present, and future of DMB. Not only do we recap and review shows within an ongoing tour, but we revisit past shows from throughout the band's history, conduct interviews with a wide variety of guests with ties to DMB, and create unique and exclusive content like our Concerts on the Corner series. Whether you're a fan of the band or just a fan of great music, we think you'll find something you'll enjoy. We can't wait to see you on The Corner of Gray Street.